It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello. The Go Birds podcast presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. And Elliot, I'm uh, assuming you know what's coming right now. And I'm hoping that every listener out there knows what's coming right now. As there's really only one way I can start this podcast off this particular week. Elliot Shore Parks, Dallas sucks. Hey, buddy, how are you? It's just your happy place. Yeah, I mean, I, that's uh, the only really thing I can say. Like, so I've good. known you for a few years now, and just you just love saying Dallas sucks. Really it do. makes you happy. It just you know. So I'm, I'm happy it's this week for you. We'll see how the game goes, but I'm happy yes. the week is here. For yes, you. yes, yes. I am. Uh, I love it, man. It, it, there are a few things. There are a few sillier things that bring me more joy than just the phrase Dallas sucks. Like it really. I feel it, man, and deep in my soul. I really do. It, well, it, it, comes it means across something to me. <laughs> How you doing, pal? What's going on? Good, good. Uh, excited to go to Dallas. Uh, I always think like the Eagles-Dallas games, obviously the rivalry is a big part of this, but, and you might not like this comment, but I'm just going to say it. Like, oh, there is something about watching an Eagles-Dallas game at Jerry World that's just exciting. Oh, like, it's buddy. Awesome. It's an awesome stadium. Like, the oh, setup is cool. It's enough of it. What is this? Night. We're playing Dallas this week, and you're talking about how great their stadium is. What is this? I'm just saying. It's an uh, it's an awesome atmosphere to watch oh, a game. Oh, my God. So, I'm, I'm super excited to get down there and watch it. And uh, I booked my flight back, and so it's a Monday night game. I probably will get back to my hotel room around I don't know, like one or so. Well, I guess probably earlier because we're going to be doing the pod. My flight out is at 5.55 in the morning. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not going to be a fun one. That's one of those because, you you know, for those who don't know how our, our post-game stuff works is, you know, Elliot's at the stadium for, for every game and whatever stadium is at, he has to, you know, do the post-game press conferences and, and get his stories up and all that type of stuff. So, like, we generally record – you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of an hour and a half to two hours after the game. That's the earliest that Elliot can get to a spot where he can record and all that stuff. 
But, you know, normally that's totally fine. But when the game ends at midnight and, you know, or 1130 and you work at 6 in the morning, recording a pod from 1 to 2 in the morning is less fun. So so we're, yeah. we're both going to be feeling it, is my point. <laughs> we're both going to yeah, be they, feeling it. Yeah, they better win to make it worth it. They I'll just say that. better win. That Tuesday is going to suck. And, Elliot, what I will say, and I, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate it, Elliot Shore Parks chose to fly out on Sunday yes. rather than flying on Saturday, which was – you know, obviously, you know, you could have more time in Dallas. You could have been there for football on Sunday, but but I'm not I'm I'm just gonna assume that you knew that Saturday is my fortieth birthday party day mm. show. I'm turning forty on Saturday, and Elliot's gonna do the show with me. He's gonna be here in person. It means a lot to me, buddy. How's it feel? You excited? That's not the word. <laughs> excited. No. no. I'm fine. It's I'm, so funny how come to terms goes, with like... it, Elliot. I've come to terms with it. I think it's the best way to put it. I remember when I was young, I used to think like, all right, when I turn 25, that's when I'll like feel like an adult. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, when I turn 30, that's when I'll be like, okay, I'm definitely getting old. And now I'm 33 and I'm like, man, it's going to be crazy when I'm 35. So I feel like even though you're saying it's going to be weird to turn 40 and it will be weird, I kind of think now 50 is the next. Let's like, just keep moving right. those goalposts. I like it. Yeah, I really exactly. do like this. Exactly. I'm a big fan of this. I will say what you do realize is again, uh, you know, I'm not technically 40 yet, we're three days away, but you do realize that it's like, you know what? I, I mean, yes, it's a it's a number and a round number and all that, but like, I'm no different when I turned 40 than I was today. Was <laughs> a week ago, three weeks right. ago, whatever. So it is one of those things, and I actually think it's one of those things like you learn too. Uh, I think a big one with this is becoming a parent, which is something. I'm sure someday you'll get the opportunity to do as well if you if you want to. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, when you become a parent, you're like this whole thing where you're like, oh, my God, like you're a dad now. But it's like, oh, I'm still the same asshole I was yesterday and, and the week before and all that. So it's a similar type of feeling where it's like you, you realize after it's like, yeah, I'm this thing now, like in one case, a father or in one case, 40. But I'm still the same guy, you know, so you, you I think you kind of get through it that way is at least what I'm well, telling myself when you're when. When you're growing up, and I know this is how I viewed it, like you view certain people as almost like, I don't want to say like mythical creatures, but you're like, wow, that guy's mm -hmm. on TV. He must be so different than everybody else. Or like, that person's the mayor. He must be so different. And I like, you know, like you think like, wow, they're a parent. They must be so mature. And then the older you get, you realize like, everybody's just the same. They just happen to do different things. Uh, like Nick Sirianni is just a human being that now gets talked about by every single person in Philadelphia. You know, like he's not... He's not, uh, this is going to sound so dumb. He's not like built different. No, you know, like. I mean, no, Elliot, I think it's a great point. And it's actually one of, I think, so, and, and we'll get into the Eagles. Don't worry in just a sec. But I do think uh, it's actually, you know, not to get too deep, but my, my father passed away 17 years ago. And, and I read a mm -hmm. quote at his funeral, basically saying that a quote from Bonfire the Vanities with the, the idea of it, like being that like at a certain point in your life, you realize that your parents aren't these mythical creatures. They're not, right. you know, infallible and whatever. They're just human beings who grew up and turned into parents and tried to do the best job they could. And I think that's the kind of thing you, you're absolutely right, Elliot. And it extends to other things too. So um, great point. What a, what a good convo here. I'm loving it. Do we need like a, a deep opening to the pod? If this it. is what this pod's like. Imagine what the 40th radio show is going to be like. This is why I'm flying out Sunday. Yes, and that this, it makes no sense to fly out Saturday. Is, is, no, 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 no. That's why. Don't say the other part. Yes, that's um, why. Yes, yes this exactly. is what happens when you turn 40. You get deep and philosophical. All right, how about this? Let's talk some Eagles because it is Eagles Cowboys week. Dallas sucks. Uh, let's dive in. I want to I wanna go back for a minute and then we'll look ahead to the game and all that, but... 
you know, I think coming off the loss, there's been a lot of differing opinions about it, Elliot. I think there are a lot of people who are like, you know, see, I told you they weren't that good. I think there are a lot of people who are saying they could have won that game. They should have won that game. They're better than, than people think. And the truth's probably somewhere in the middle, you know, a few days out. You know, after our Sunday, we, we had our reactions and all that. Has anything changed with you on your opinion on the game, the team, the loss? How you feeling a few days mm-hmm. out? Well, so at the postgame pod, I said I was frustrated about it because it was a game that they could have won. Um, and it was a game that, you know, I don't know if they should have won because the 49ers did outplay them in the second half. And the 49ers offense outplayed the Eagles offense. So, you know, I, I think the Niners probably did deserve to win the game. Um, but I guess a few days out, kind of my takeaway on it would be the Eagles have played two teams. And I think that they have not looked outmatched in either one. They certainly did not look outmatched against Atlanta yeah. <laughs> and against San Francisco, you know, I mean, they were not outmatched. It was seven, There's no they way were not outmatched. It was yeah. 17 to three at one point or whatever. Yeah. 17 to three at one point, but it, I did not think that they looked outmatched. If anything, I thought they dumb dominated the first half and then the 49ers dominated the second half. So I think, you know, if, if, if you're not somebody and I'm not in this camp, I'm in the camp of, I think they can win the division. I think they can be a double digit win team. Like I'm in that camp. I'm still in that camp. But if you're if you are somebody who's like don't care what the record is this year, it's just about developing and all those things. Like I do think the first two weeks have been promising because they've not looked like the dumpster fire that I think they were talked about like all off season. Hundred million percent agree with you, and I've said this multiple times. But they're they're absolutely better than I thought they'd be. They are, and again, things can change, injuries, and we'll you know we talked a lot about the loss of Brandon Graham's and Brandon Brooks, particularly the Graham loss because that's for the season and and all that stuff. But I'm with you. They're they're flat out a better team than I thought they'd be, and I think there are a lot of people who feel like I do. And and look, I you know you're the one who didn't think the Niners were that good a team coming in. I did. Like I think for them to hang with the Niners the way they did, I thought that was impressive. I think the Niners are a playoff yeah. team. Like I think the Niners are a stone cold playoff team. I think when the season's over, and we I look at don't. it, we'll they're going to be in the playoffs. I mean, playoffs. they're two and zero, so they probably will make they're, it. They're, I think they're a good football team. Look, the worst part of their team is Jimmy G. I think if they had a better quarterback, they'd be a great team, you know? So yeah, I, I, part of it. Yeah, it is, of course. But I, the point is I still think the Niners are a good football team, and I thought the Eagles hung with them. And, and yes, they, they shot themselves in the foot a lot, and, and, yes, it's debatable about who deserved to win the game, but you can make the argument they did. Like, they are, they are right there with it. So I feel similarly. I, I still feel bullish about this team. I am, you know, it's a little concerning, the, the schedule coming up here, knowing that, and we'll get to this game, but but this Dallas game is so incredibly important if you look at how things kind of shake out here because, you know, it is a tough stretch after. I mean, the Chiefs, obviously, that's a tough game. The Panthers, I'm not sold on the Panthers, but they are 2-0. Their defense has been really good. They've they're going to be, be 3 and better than people. Yeah, they're going to be 3-0. and They played better than people expected. And then Tampa Bay after that. So, like, I feel like this Dallas game does have the potential to be a real kind of pivot point for this team, Elliot, in the sense that, you know, if they can win this game, I think a lot of people are feeling a lot better with the next games coming up. Whereas if they lose, I think a lot of people are talking, are they going to be one and four? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. I don't want to get too much into the game yet because I have another question for you about the 49ers yes. if you don't matter. Yeah, you and I, well, so, I, have, I have more too. I was just kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I agree. And I think that's what's frustrating about the loss if you're the Eagles is like you could be 2-0. and Like that was a winnable game that you blew. So like, and these things super matter because as you mentioned, like... At Dallas is a tough game. The Chiefs is a tough game. The Panthers look like they're better. Like even the Raiders and the Broncos look like they're considerably better, right? Than than I thought they were going to be heading into the year. So the schedule is looking tougher 
as the season goes on. Now things can change quickly. Like there can be injuries, all those things with the schedules looking tougher. I don't want to get into a Kyle Shanahan debate with you. We had that last week. I don't think either of us is going to change each other's minds. But let me ask you this. When we talk about like the game itself, I thought it was a positive that Jonathan Gannon seemed to win the matchup against Kyle Shanahan. Do you agree that he did, A, and B, like what would your reaction? So I don't I don't agree that Jonathan Gannon won. I, I think that I thought the Eagles defense played really well, but I think if if the Niners had a better quarterback, they put up a lot more points. Like I really do. I think Jimmy That's fair. That's Jimmy G point. was awful. That's a good point. Like I think I th- I don't think it's I don't think you can put it on Shanahan. You know what I'm saying? Um and right. I, I still think I think Shanahan's a great coach, you know, and we don't need to relitigate this or whatever and yeah, we'll see how things play out. That one. But I don't I don't think it was a Gannon Shanahan thing as much as a Jimmy G. Thing, but I do think the Eagles' defense played really well. Like I, I even though uh, I think it can be both. I think Jimmy G can stink, and the Eagles' defense can still play really well. And I think they played really well. I just think Jimmy G is he's tough, man. He missed some throws. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree. He did miss a lot of throws. I think still holding them to seventeen points was impressive. Um, about the other thing, the kind of like other thought I've had as the week has gone on, and I've had a chance to rewatch the game. Like, dude, Nick Sirianni. Just call a quarterback sneak. I know. First and goal on the one. I know. Call- and then second and goal on the one. Like, and his his logic for it is so bad. Like, if we were he, a little closer, talks- if we were like a half yard closer, it's like get a half yard closer by sneaking once, and then it's a half yard. Like, what are we doing? Well, and also, like, bro, a half a yard? Like, I that's know. the big difference. I know. Like, I know. You know, like I get it. Like, if you're closer, it's easier to to sneak. I obviously you're closer, but like your quarterback squats six hundred pounds. You have one of the best centers in the league. I think it at that point either Brandon Brooks was not was, was still in, but if even if he wasn't, like Landon Dickerson is maybe the tallest guard in the league right now. Like you have the height advantage up front. Like try it, just sneak it in. I just, yeah, it was just you know at the time we talked about it in the pod, and I said it cost in the game, and I still feel that way clearly. But like the further away we get, and the more he talks about it, I'm like, what are you doing? Like it was just it was such a bad sequence for yeah. him. Yeah, I'm and again I think he had a bad game, and I think if you're gonna you know, we always do it. It's just a, a it's a cliche for a reason because it's entertaining. It's what we do. But you know, after a loss, you always do the the blame game, right? You know, who who is yeah. the reason for the loss? And I just I don't think there's any question that if you have to do that, and football's a team game, and you know, we've argued about this with quarterback wins and losses and all that stuff in the past. But I am never going to say that a loss is because of just one person. Like, there's always blame to go around. But I think in this case, the the majority of the blame falls on Nick Sirianni. And and like I told you at the end of the season, like, I'm not surprised. Like, I think there are going to be games where Nick's going to have bad games. They're a learning curve. There's, he needs reps. But I think we saw it on Sunday. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Um, I also think there's been this interesting kind of narrative that came from the game about Jalen Hurts. Well, this, with this, I, like, I'm so happy. Okay, so this is the, the next thing I was going to get to. So, so perfect. Uh, the Hurts thing. Awesome. The, uh, yeah. so, and I, the, so the narrative Elliot's talking about is this, and it's been all over Twitter, and people are talking about that he's only thrown to the outside. Nick Sirianni got asked about it, and the vast majority of the passage has been outside. What do you make of that? And then I want to get to your thoughts a few days out on, on Hertz's performance in the game because uh, neither of us were killing Hertz. I was a little more critical of him than you were. I want to see where you say on that. But first, the outside the numbers thing because – it has been a talking point this week, and it is something that people are bringing up. And, it, you know, Sirianni's saying it's because of the game plan. I know John Ritchie on the show has been saying that's not Hurts' fault. That's the offense. And then there are a lot of people saying Hurts is too short, you know, this and that, yeah. whatever. Like, what do you make of this? So interesting. That wasn't where I was going with Hurts, but I'm happy oh, to talk about Oh, fascinating. Because yeah. that yeah, has been yeah. a really big talking point this week. 
Right. So I think that's just a product of the offense. I think that's where, I mean, if you're going to roll Hertz out, if he's going to be on the move, like it's tough to throw back to the middle of the field. Cause you figure if you throw, if you roll him to the left or the right, like he's not throwing across his body both ways, but he's definitely throwing back across like to the middle of the field. So I think, I think that's part of it for sure. I also think like Sirianni likes to get the running backs involved a lot. You're not going to hit them over the middle of the field. Um, so I, I think that's mostly a product of it. And there's this interesting point, and I don't know if I want to say who texted it to me because I don't want to like steal his thunder, but someone texted me this and I thought it was a fascinating point. Like the Eagles are a very analytically driven team. Would you agree with that? hundred percent. Okay. And this is a cross sport comparison, but I, I, it really made me think like, look at how the NBA, which is probably the most analytical. Well, I guess baseball, baseball is, is absolutely. Yeah, baseball. Yes. But baseball, yeah, baseball is because it, like I think basketball is a better comparison to football because they're team games in a much bigger way. Base the reason baseball's always been so analytically inclined is because it's one guy versus one guy, and it's very easy right. to get those those numbers and and say what they mean and they're predictive. Whereas football and basketball, it's taken more time for those sports to become analytical because there are so many other factors. I'm like, you can't just look at like plus minus in basketball, five guys on a court, whatever. There's so many other layers to it. So go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, in basketball. It's been decided, and it's ironic to bring this up since Ben Simmons is such a hot topic right now, but it's been decided like the best shots are either layups or threes, and people don't take mid-range anymore, right? I wonder if the Eagles or if football is trending in the way where if you're going to throw it, like throw it short on a screen, like a design-type screen, or throw it deep because there's a, there's a, you know more to be gained there, clearly, because sure. you're like throwing a, it deeper. The three-pointer, Whereas, that's fascinating. Whereas the mid-range game, I'm calling it that to be a yeah, game. Yeah, like this the is mid, a great, the this middle is passing game. This is interesting, right? The yes. middle passing game, like maybe that is like just not the smart pass anymore. Like you know, you're throwing it into a lot of people. Like you get <laughs> popped up, dude. Like, fascinating, Elliot. This I is know. the fascinating. I mean, get the ball in your playmaker's hands with short stuff and let them do stuff, or go long. Like it is. It's fascinating, Elliot. I. I like obviously, I don't know that that's the case, but if if someone said this is why they're doing it because of analytics, I'd be like, "Yep, sure, right. that makes sense." Yeah, you know that that is really yeah. fascinating. I thought it was super interesting, and then you also consider like again, like we know they're an analytically or driven organization. We know they're on the front end of stuff. People can hate them all they want, but that's just a fact. When it comes around the league, they're one of the most analytically driven, forward-thinking organizations. So. Yeah, I just wonder. I, you know, I think it's just a bunch of things. I also think it's only been two games. So, you know, I don't know if you can make like a sweeping generalization as to why it's not going over the middle of the field. Like maybe height is part of it. It could be. They do have, Ike Reese said this, they have like a tall uh, set of linemen, like Landon Dickerson, super tall, Lane's tall. Like, so that could be obviously Jordan Mylott is tall. So maybe he's struggling to see the middle of the field, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's a, a huge issue. I think that there's been plays to be made. And I know you can't do like the woulda, coulda, shoulda game. But like, you know, they really should have scored in the 20s versus the Niners. Like they get it in from the one yard line that, you know, that's another seven. The Jalen Reger touchdowns, another seven. The block field goal, which I know came after the Reger thing. But still, like they, they had a lot of chances to score there. So I don't think the way the ball is moving is a problem. I think a larger issue is just the fact that you know, like 91 yards came on one throw and then they had the other score uh, late when they were kind of playing prevent. So I thought a lot of their yards came in, in chunks, but I, I don't really think the middle of the field thing is, is a big issue. I mean, do you? Look, as long as you're moving the ball, I don't care how you're moving it. It's like the same thing in basketball. As long as you're scoring points, who cares how you're getting those points? So I'm, I'm very with you, but like it's only an issue if it 
if they should be throwing in the middle field and he's not because he can't. Like, that's an issue, right? Obviously, if it is the shortness thing or whatever, and I'm not, I don't think it is, but like, you know, because there have obviously been many short quarterbacks who've had success in the NFL, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, two that come to mind. But um, assuming it's not something physical like that, then yeah, no, I don't care. As long as you move the ball, I have no problem with it. Yeah. I agree. So, so, so what other, was, yeah. So I'm so intrigued. What was the Hurts thing you were going to bring up? I don't get the narrative that came out of this game that Hurts can't throw the deep ball. Oh, me neither. Like, seen, oh, me neither. I think it makes no sense to me. I'm none. Zero. I've seen a lot of people tweet it. And like, I think this is a perfect example of how right now with Hurts, like, people see what they want to see. Like, if he was a, I said this before, if he was a top three pick, and he had a 91-yard completion to Quez Watkins, that's the thing people would focus on. But because he's a second-round pick and people are skeptical, they focus on the pass to Devontae Smith that was probably either like underthrown or late, whatever you it want to call it. It was underthrown. It was underthrown, no question. But it was one pass. But, I, but I, I also think, and you know, maybe this is exactly, I'm doing what I'm saying other people are doing, which is, which, which is if you like Hurts, you view it one way. If you don't, you view it the other. But to me, I'm like, that play was was not an easy play. Like so, it's play action. He's looping around, right? Everybody wants everybody wants him to get rid of it quicker. But like, let's just think realistically here. He's a human again. To go back, he's not a mythical creature. He's just a twenty three year old playing quarterback. Like he's looping around. He can see Devontae. You can tell he sees him right away. But he he can't throw that ball on the run like that. Like maybe only Patrick Mahomes and like. I guess maybe Zach Wilson, because people say he has a crazy arm, but like in Aaron Rodgers, but like not many quarterbacks on the run can throw it as far as it need to be. I mean, that was like 60 plus yards in the air is what that pass was going to be to get it to Devontae. So, you know, I, I think part of that was the play action. Now it might've helped Devontae get open, but like, I, I, I think like with Jalen, you know, it, it, it was a tough throw is what I'm saying. It was not an easy throw that he missed, but like he hit, Quez Watkins with a perfect pass deep. He hit Jalen Reger with yeah, a perfect pass. Yeah, the Reger should have been touchdown. That was a perfect throw. Yeah, exactly. He he hit um Watkins on another one that I think was about 29 yards or something like that. So and, and, he, and, he had, and last year had some really nice deep throws. The the one to Deshaun, the one to Reger early on. Like he had some really nice deep yeah. throws last year, too. Yeah, he can hit the deep pass. So like this narrative that he doesn't have a strong arm, I don't I don't know. And then I also I also I like, think it's more with I the think, strong arm thing. I think it's the zip, like, I, and again, I I'm not saying this, but I think it's more the zip on passes than the deep ball. I think for some people, but I did hear the deep ball stuff this week too. Right. Well, he throws a catchable ball, and I think part of that's because he doesn't put a ton behind it. Um, you know, you read some of these quarterbacks like they throw it so hard that like it breaks people's fingers. Like that sounds awful. No one wants to catch that <laughs> ball. Like. Like Jalen Hurts throws a catchable ball. I mean, I was actually looking at this. I don't think the Eagles receivers have dropped a single pass through two games. Ooh, yeah, like that's, one according that, to Pro No, it's a really focus. good point. I mean, I mean, there was the there have been a couple contested catches that like I think they could have caught but didn't, but weren't drops. But now I can't think of a drop either. Right. And think of how many years Eagles receivers drop passes left and right. Oh, so. buddy. Well, we'll get. You to, know, I, I think that's yeah. We'll noteworthy. get. I got something to say about uh the old quarterback here at some point, but um. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I I'm with you. I think this deep ball thing is is a forced narrative. I really do. There there are things you, you can see, criticize Hurts uh, for. I just don't think that's one of them right now. Did you see um the this tweet the stats I tweeted out comparing Jalen's first six games to Carson's first six games? I did not. All right, Carson Wentz, 118 out of 185, 1300 yards, eight touchdowns, three interceptions, 92 passer rating. 
Jalen Hurts, 1,300 yards, 108 out of 191, so essentially the same. Eight touchdowns, three interceptions, exactly the same. Passer rating, 86.5, so he's a little lower. 445 rushing yards for Jalen Hurts with four touchdowns, 43 rushing yards for Carson Wentz. So I think that should put into perspective, like, Carson had a successful rookie year. At the end of the rookie year, everyone agreed Carson looked like he was legit. And you can make an argument Jalen has been better in his first six games than Carson was. Like, I I would probably say Carson was better, but you could at least make the argument that Jalen has been better. So I think that should put into perspective to everyone, like, there has been far more good than bad with Jalen. Like, far more. And he deserves the right to not every single week have it be like, he is the guy, he isn't the guy. He is the guy, he isn't the guy. And, you know, I I guess I'm fine with people doing that because it's fans and, you know, like, people should be allowed to do what they want. But I, but then you should also look at it in a big perspective and say it's been extremely encouraging what Jalen Hurts has shown. I you know I feel I, I couldn't agree more. I'm I'm very impressed with what he's shown. And but it all comes back to the the dichotomy that we talk about, you know. And it's it's not just fans. Like unfortunately, it's the Philadelphia Eagles who are putting this pressure on this man. You know, I mean, it is what it is, right? And I'm with you. Yeah. It sucks that he is 23 years old and has started six games or whatever in the NFL. Like he should have a minimum of the rest of the season to to grow and develop and see what he is. And and I think that as of now, you know, that's the plan. But, like, I, this guy should have years. If he were the first pick in the draft or the third pick in the draft, and I know he wasn't, and I get that, but he would have years to figure out if he is the guy or not. He is sadly not in that situation. And I think, you know, the Eagles are, are as much as anybody putting this pressure on this guy that, that he has this job to lose right now or job to win, and that's the situation he's in. And and I'm with you. It's unfair. And we've talked about having a healthy relationship with Jalen and all that, but it just comes with the territory. Like, if the team themselves is, isn't is sure that he's the guy, then fans are going to ask the questions too, you know? Yeah, and the Eagles put him in that situation. Absolutely. And he's in a unique situation for other reasons than that. The fact that they have three first-round picks. Yes. Like, and, like and, all and, those things. And look, to be fair, on the flip side of this, like he is, he, it is an amazing opportunity he's getting. Like In a perfect world, he would have more time. Yes, but for sure. He is getting an opportunity to be the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, a real chance to show what he can do. So that in and of itself is a, is a truly amazing opportunity that a lot of quarterbacks never really get. So um, I, I do see that side of it. But obviously, at, you know, at his age, with his experience level, you'd like him to have more more rope, so to speak, especially in terms of like the week to week of it all. But you know, it is it is what it is. All right, uh, quickly before we get to Eagles Cowboys and start to look at the Monday night, let me remind you: we are in season now. There is so much action to bet on with the Park Sportsbook app. Elliot and I have been having such a blast. Obviously, in tomorrow's Parks Picks Pod, we will dive into every game on the slate. Maybe we win a parlay this week. I'm hoping. We do a little bit better in the parlay department this week, but dude, dude, <laughs> not good. Not good. Lo- Los Angeles, just come on, killed I know. us. A half point, a half point, a half point. Yes. And so that's a good, a good lesson though. When you download the Park Sportsbook app, which you should do, and I'll tell you in a minute how you can get an awesome deal with this, like an insane deal to to di- download it. You don't even have to to register, but we'll get to that. But. But, um, you know, with these things, you can also go in and change the lines a little bit. Like, those alternate spreads are fun. Like, you know, the the Rams at 3.5, like, get them down to 2.5. You win that bet. So there is ways to kind of have fun with all this stuff. And the Parks Sportsbook app is easy to use. It's fun. It's intuitive. And it has all kinds of options. Like, you know, individual player performances. You can bet on all that type of stuff. You can bet live in-game play-by-play betting, which is a wild ride. And, of course, like we always talk about the parlays or the – the teasers you could do. You could do any anything and everything. It's a blast. Elliot and I will give you our favorite picks uh, in tomorrow's pod. And 
you know, maybe go against them. That could be a good way to win money, right, Elliot? I mean, just, well, we both know. we both had a bit of a rough week. Yeah, I'll I, say that. I, I had a feeling. We'll find out what our records but at are least tomorrow. You didn't but... beat me. Yeah, we were oh, tied. We so. tied. Okay, so that's good. That's nice. Can't wait to hear how bad. Not it good was. for you, but good for me. <laughs> Seriously, not good deal. for you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the the hammer home. You, you know, no problem. It's my birthday week, buddy. Thanks. Um, I know, I know. So it's a good no, week. You, I feel like maybe you'll have you a good week. I'm then. kidding. You don't get a birthday week. You get a birthday day. That's it. That's it. Um, I like birthday week. I, I enjoy. You see, like, you see, I am, you seem like yeah. a birthday week kind of guy. I could see that. I like to be overly celebrated. Like I want to feel very special for my birthday. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I, I hope I Kristen's listening. To I this mean, it's my fortieth. I mean, if anyone's going to celebrate me, could you celebrate me at forty? All right. I agree. Thank I you. agree. Thank you. All right. Um, the other thing about the app is when you're watching all these games, it's so much more fun to have some action on these games. So join us. Here's the deal I mentioned before. It's for a limited time. It's an unbelievable deal. New customers only. If you sign up right now, you get a free $50 sports bet. That's it. For a limited time, no deposit required. You don't have to put any money in the account. You don't have to do anything. You just sign up for the account, download the app, and get 50 bucks. Boom. Like that. Like nothing. It is an insane deal. It's like an a lot of times deal. you hear about these deals and you're like, oh, you know, a free thousand dollar bet. And you're like, well, I actually have to put the thousand dollars in. Like you literally just sign up and you get to make a bet for fifty dollars. Free fifty dollar bet. Boom. That's it. It's unbelievable. I wish we were eligible. We're, I know. I know. I'm gonna start like new accounts or something. I know. Uh, make up a name. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, Emily. I think you should sign up for a Parks account. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Zoe's no time like the present. Zoe, let's get you into sports betting early because yes. it is a blast. So, uh, so here's the deal again: for a limited time, no deposit required. A free fifty dollars sports bet. Just download the app in the app store. Go to parkscasino.com/pa. Use our promo code GoBirds. The website has all the details. This is a limited time offer for new customers only. A free $50 sports bet with no deposit required. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Elliot, Eagles, Cowboys, Monday night football. Uh, uh, and again, a big game. Let's start there with the ramifications. I'm going to get into some specifics. But just how – I know it's early season and all that, but – I think that, you know, after the first couple of weeks, I think there's a real good chance that the Eagles and Cowboys are, are and maybe, you know, Washington, who knows, but like are, are really competing for this division when it all said and done and all plays out. Uh, this is a massive game on Monday night, Elliot. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to call it like make or break because it's early and, you know, it'll come down to December, but the Cowboys have looked good. I mean, they played Tampa Bay and they played the Chargers and they should have beat Tampa Bay and they went into LA and beat the Chargers. Like we talked about the Eagles looked impressive through two weeks. The Cowboys have played two teams that are better than the two teams the Eagles played. Like the Chargers, I think, are better oh, than the Oh, I, I strong disagree. I, I agree okay, Tampa is. I think the Niners are are absolutely better than the Like no question in my mind better than the Chargers. Well, the Chargers have a way better quarterback. Yeah, I still think the Niners they are probably They probably have better weapons on offense. I mean, probably. Right, I mean, right, okay. They have they have a Bosa brother. I mean, look, the, so, uh, but 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 again, you're doing what you're doing. But like again, there's a reason the Chargers were or the the Chargers were like an eight and a half win team coming into the season, and the San Francisco 49ers were a ten and a half win team coming into the season. Like, I'm not the only person who thinks the Niners are better. Like no, that's the fair. NFL that's fair. and Vegas thinks the Niners are better. All right, well then I'll say this: they also played the Chargers in LA versus the Eagles, getting San Francisco at home. But regardless, look, there, I think there's the no the question Cowboys. that Dal Dallas through two games has been more impressive than the Eagles have been through two games. Yes, that's my ultimate point. I think they've been more impressive, and I think what's what's impressive is that second game they won with their defense, right? Like the defense was supposed to be the weak part of this team, and they went against a Chargers team that has a good quarterback, has good weapons, like. 
probably have, I mean, let's be honest, like a better offense than the Eagles, right? Like Justin Herbert's probably better than, than Jalen Hurts is right now. They have better receivers. The running backs are close. Austin Eckler's really good, but I think Miles Sanders is very good too. Not, has not super shown it the first two weeks, but I, I think he's, he's very good. But like the Cowboys look really good. So although I do believe that it's going come, to come down to the Eagles and the Cowboys, like I don't know. There, There is a part of me that is looking at this and saying the Cowboys could run away with this division. Of course they could. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys offense, we talked coming in the season, I was wrong about this. I liked their under, and it was all because I just didn't expect Dak to come in as, as great as he is. Like, he looks like he didn't And he miss, could still get hurt. He, of course, but he looks like he didn't miss a day. Like, I am so impressed. And, and I think that, you know, we came into the season, and part of the reason I thought Washington was going to win the division coming in is that I said that I thought that Washington defense was the single thing I could count on the most in this division, and that was wrong. The Dallas offense is the best unit in this division without question. Like, there is zero question in my mind that the Dallas offense is the best unit in this division. Now, I think the Eagles have a better defense than Dallas without question, in my mind at least. I think the Eagles offense is, you know, has upside, as we've seen at times, and they struggled last week, but I think the Eagles offense has upside. So I I think it's going to be a good game, and the line – you know, seems to think that a lot of people think it'll be a closer game. Um, you seem like a little nervous about this game, though. Yeah, I'm like super nervous about. I this can game. tell. <laughs> I can tell because you've been super confident the last two weeks, and 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 you can hear it in your voice. Yeah, I I think this is a really really tough spot for the Eagles. I think Monday Night Football at Dallas. Like you talked about this in the off season, and you know I think there's a lot of truth to it, and. I, I still think that the Eagles, again, I'm not wavering off my opinion that the Eagles are going to win the division. Like, that would still be my pick. But, like, let's be real. Going into Dallas Monday night, prime time in Jerry World, is not an ideal spot for rookie head coach and Jalen Hurts. Now, Hurts has played in Dallas, so that's helpful, right? Like, he, he's been there. He's played in the stadium as well. But he didn't play there when it was sold out. It was close to sold out. But it wasn't, you know, that full atmosphere. Like, we saw Sirianni, like, flat-out choke on the sideline yesterday. I mean, I don't know. And then you come off the Brandon Graham injury, who, you know, is a big loss on the field, but also we've talked about, like, his leadership's a loss. Landon Dickerson filling in, you know, will probably be fine, but it is his first career start. He didn't have any training camp whatsoever, so that's potentially an issue. Now, the Cowboys have a really bad defensive line, so that helps, but the Cowboys' defense held the Chargers to 14 points, and 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 they did pretty well, I would say, against Tampa. Like, not great, but they didn't get absolutely shredded. I mean, Tampa's been unbelievable. And they held them to, I guess, 31's actually not super impressive. But regardless, like, they played a really good offense in that game. So, I don't know. Like, yeah, the Cowboys I, have I'm a not better go, offense. I'm not going overboard on the Dallas defense. I, st- I still think the Dallas defense is bad, personally. Yeah, they might be. I'm just saying through two weeks they haven't looked terrible. No, well, like, they looked terrible it, against the be- one of the best offenses in the league, but they they looked bad against Tampa Bay. Let's be real. I mean, if it weren't, I guess. For, I mean, I don't know. I, think, I don't know. I mean, thirty-one I think they points look, against. I, don't, I think giving up thirty-one points against Tampa, but is it like should average. have been more. And I know they had four turnovers, but but they were like Tampa Bay mistakes. It wasn't like it felt like Dallas forced those turnovers. Without those four turnovers, Tampa Bay might win by twenty. Yeah, fair, fair. I just. I think Tampa's like super good. So if you just keeping that I close, too. I thought I was too. impressive. Um, so I just look at Dallas and, you know, to be honest, like one of my biggest fears in this game is I think the Eagles defense is good. I said coming into here, I thought they could be like a top 10 type unit. I, I don't know. Like, are they going to like they're, they're due for a clunker? Like they were really good against Atlanta. They were very good against uh, well, that's, San Francisco. That, that's old school thinking they're due for a clunker. Come on, Elliot. Well, but to your, 
Well, I'm just saying, but to your no, point, kidding, like you, you thought there were throws to be made against this defense that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't make. Oh like, yeah, no, I, look, I, 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 I'll, I think Dallas is gonna win. Like we're gonna make our final pick, but I, I'm with you. I'm, not, I'm playing a little devil's advocate here. I, I'm incredibly nervous about going into Dallas. I think Dallas right now is a better football team than the Eagles. And again, I yeah. just, I think that offense is the best thing going in the NFC East. I, I don't think the Eagles stop it. I think the Eagles are gonna have to put up points to beat Dallas and. I just don't know if they'll do that consistently enough. And and even though I don't like Dallas's defense, I, I don't know that this offense is going to put up points consistently enough to hang with Dallas. Like that That's my concern. Now, I think that if you're looking for reasons to hope, like one of them is you can make the argument the Eagles still have the advantages on the lines. Like Dallas's defensive line is not good. They're moving Micah Parsons to defensive end or, or I've already moved him. Like, their defensive line's not good. The Eagles' offensive line, even with Landon Dickerson, should, it's still a matchup they should win. Like you still have Mylotta, you still have Lane Johnson, you still have Kelsey, Sayamalu. Like, and as a as a Dickerson guy, right? Like he should be able to play well. I'm just saying, after missing all of training camp and as a rookie, like it's yeah, not an ideal spot for him to walk into, no matter who he played. Agreed. Yeah. So. But they should have the advantage along the offensive line, and then the defensive line. The Cowboys' offensive line is missing Lyle Collins. Like. Their offensive line's okay, but the Eagles' defensive line, even without Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave is having a monster season. Fletcher Cox, that might be a debate, a whole debate within itself, but you know, I think he's still done a decent job. And then you have to hope Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett step up. But I think you can make the argument they have the they have the advantage there. But outside of that, like, I don't know. I mean, the Cowboys have way better weapons on offense. They have the better quarterback. Yep. Like, and I don't. I'm a little higher on Mike McCarthy than you were, and I was probably wrong about that, but he's at least a veteran guy. Like, yeah. Sirianni's never never coached in a spot this big. Like, this is easily the biggest spot Sirianni's ever coached in. In Dallas, Monday, Monday night, night football, yeah. prime time. No question. Like, this is it. So, so I that that would be my concern. That, like, you do have the advantage along the lines, but outside of that, like, what 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 else do you look at for, like, reasons that they could win this game? Yeah, I think, well, you know, I, I do think... Uh, because I know who Mike McCarthy is, I do think Sirianni can outcoach Mike McCarthy. Now, if it's the Sirianni we saw from week two, they won't. If Sirianni we saw from week one, I think he could. So I, I do think that is a possibility, at least. But again, I'm not betting on it. I do think that, you know, I don't think Dallas is way better than the Eagles. You know, I think this is a very winnable game. I think it's going to be a close game. Like, I'm not saying the Eagles have no chance in this one. I, I just, I, I, you know, I honestly think Dallas is better right now. But... I don't think it's crazy yeah. to think that the Eagles could go in there and beat this Dallas team. You know, I, I think that, again, this is a flawed Dallas team, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. I think if the Eagles play better offensively than they did last week, like, I don't know. I, I, you sound a lot more down on it than I expected. I didn't expect you to necessarily feel, like, super confident going in, but it sounds like you're, like, pretty confident in Dallas this week. Yeah, I don't know if the Eagles are ready for this spot. Wow. Wow. Just my, my opinion. Like, well, I think and, that's look, a big I move. Wrong. I mean, like, last year, I thought the Eagles would go into San Francisco and get the doors blown off by it. Like, that, that, that's the feeling I have going into this game. Like, oh, wow. I think this could be like an eye-opening loss for the Whoa, Eagles. Whoa, yikes, Elliot. This is like, you know, a curve for you. I know. Well, I'm just being honest. I, we appreciate right? it. Like, yes, yes, I want honesty. It's great. Like, my feeling going into this game is that this could be ugly. But, wow. Who would have thunk look, it that I'm like more, I, I'm I have wrong, more hope but, in, and again, I'm picking Dallas, but... Uh, who would have thunk that going to this game, I would be more positive about their chances than you. This is a shock. 
Yeah, like I think I saw the line was four and a half. Like no, that it was, feels well, it was four, and it went down to three and a half. I'm not sure what it is right now. We we should check the parks out. Maybe it went up again. It might have gone back up, but I saw it was. Look, I know nobody on this, nobody listening to this podcast is going to bet Dallas, but like, I that feels like very low to me. Really? Wow. That, I mean, well, I guess I mean, you it tell does. you tell me. Like, no, you, I guess you, it does. I get it. Right. I've spent all off season trying to convince you they're not a dumpster fire. So like. Tell me why I should have any optimism about this game. They just scored basically three points against the Niners. I know they got that touchdown at the end to give them 11. But the offense, you know, like, and again, they shot themselves in the foot, those things. But, like, they still kind of only really scored three points against the Niners. Like, the defense has been dominant for two weeks. But, like, I, I don't think they're going to consistently hold teams in the teens. So, like, you're talking about going against probably the best offense they face so far. They're on the road in a primetime spot. Like, what are – why do you think they could keep it close? Because I don't think Dallas is that great. I just think Dallas has the best offense in the NFC East. I still think around the NFL, I still think Dallas is like a 10-win team. Like, I don't think Dallas is great or anything. I think they're fine. I think that their offense yeah. is really good. But I think their defense is bad. Like, I don't even think it's, like, better or whatever. I think their defense is bad. I think it's going to prove to be bad. I think the Chargers just blew it last week. I think the Chargers had a bad game. They, they didn't play great football. But I, I just, I'm not scared at all of the Dallas defense. Like, zero. This much. Zero. So, I, like, that alone makes me confident that at least the Eagles can keep in it. And, again, like, even though they lost last week, like, I didn't take last week as a super disheartening loss because maybe because I didn't expect them necessarily to win the game going in like you did. You were confident in a win. I wasn't. They hung with San Francisco. I think San Francisco's a playoff team. Let's put it this way. I think San Francisco's better than Dallas, without question in my mind. Like, if you're uh, asking see, me— we disagree on San Francisco, And that's, too, I think, so a big part, part of, of where it, we're yeah. at. Like, I think San Francisco is a better team than the Cowboys, and I feel very confident about it. So— in that case, like I just, and I know it's at home, and I know it's not Monday night, but I saw the Eagles hang with the Niners. They felt like a game they could have won if things broke differently. So, like, yeah, while it was a bummer of a loss and it was frustrating, like, I just don't think Dallas is that good. I think this really again, because you know where I'm still where I'm at with the Eagles. I think they, I came in at seven, maybe I'm at eight now, but like I still think they're they're around the same type of team from a at the end of the season record standpoint, but they're better than I thought they'd be in, you know, uh, uh, they're better than I thought they'd be. So that's why I'm kind of like more at eight than seven before, but I still don't think the Eagles are a great team. I just don't think Dallas is a great team. I think Dallas is okay. I think they're an okay football team with a, with a, with a good offense. Yeah. And I think this is probably why we feel differently. Cause I don't think San Francisco is as good as you do. And I think Dallas is better. Yeah. Than, uh, that's where it comes than down you, to than you do. I think if you go into Tampa Bay and you almost beat them in that spot, that's incredibly impressive. And eh, then to go into yeah, it LA, do that Chargers, much. I the week one of the too. season, like, I don't know, weird stuff happens. I mean, Tampa Bay lost by 11 week one last year. They end up winning the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know. I Them going into Tampa and hanging week one doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't, I, I thought it was impressive. And I said that after. And I, I thought after that game, I thought Dallas was the division winner. Like, I, it did show me enough from that. But like, you're making it seem like I th it sounds like you think Dallas is one of the better teams in the league. Like that's what it sounds no, no, like. No, no, no. I don't think they're one of the better teams in the league, but like I think I think again, I'm sticking with the Eagles because it was my preseason prediction. I'm not giving up on it yet. But I think through two weeks, to your point, like it's pretty clear Dallas is the best team in the division. Again, I, I would say yes, they have the best team in the division, but the pretty clear thing, like I think I think all these teams are more or less in a similar range where I think any of them could beat the other on any given night. I think we saw it in that Thursday night game between the Giants and Washington because I think the Giants stink, and they should have won the football game. They had that game won. Like, I just think all these teams are really similar. Like, Really, across the NFL, I think there are very few elite teams, if any. Honestly, like I think the Chiefs are pretty close. I think 
that Tampa Bay's pretty close, but like I don't think there's any elite team. Like there's no yeah, team, that's kind of it. Yeah, there's no team that I look at and say like that's the team. They're winning it. They're the best. Like so. Right. So I think for that reason, like I just I don't feel like any game is is that insurmountable. You know, and I and I certainly don't think Dallas is. I think Dallas is a middling team. But well, and and to your point, and you said this I think at the beginning of the pod, but like you look at the schedule coming up and like at Dallas, you know, I, I think we both will, you know, spoiler, I'm guessing everyone can guess like, <laughs> I you think, think they're, they're gonna lose that out. game. Yeah, so that's probably a loss. Kansas City, you know, anything can happen in any week, but like that's probably a loss. At Carroll, I don't know. So for me, this just feels like a extreme gut check moment for the team. It like, is. If if they can go into Dallas and beat the Cowboys, like that's a season changing win. If they lose, I, like, and you know, you know me, you know our policy on the pod, like we will put our hands up when we're wrong. If they lose to Dallas, like, I don't know. I, I think things oh, could unravel. Man, kind of this is so sad. Elliot. It is. It is. Devastating I'm just, I'm just, me here. Yeah. I've been using your, your, you're my buoyancy. You're the one keeping me above water. You're the one who's, who's making me feel positive with this team. Not good. Well, if it makes you feel better, I started to say this and I didn't finish my thought, but like last year when they went into San Francisco, I thought they were going to get the doors blown off and they won. So like as good as I am at picking these games, sometimes my radar moves a little far sometimes and, and I overreact. And so I think maybe I'm overreacting, but like I just, I'm just picturing myself sitting in that stadium, like sold out crowd going crazy. I don't know. Like are Jalen and Nick Sirianni ready for this moment? I just don't know the answer to that. Like, I don't think Jalen is going to be over, over like uh, he's he's ready for it. I guess yeah. I should say. Like, I'm I don't not think there's any Jaylen moment that yeah is going to mess with him moment wise. But I don't know. Like, am I, is Jalen Rager ready? Like, I don't know. Uh, it's, a great, it's a really like, fair I don't know. question. Like, Devon, yeah. So, I think it's a tough spot. But here's here's if you want like a classic silly Elliot reason for optimism, you want to hear one? Of course. I, I think the Eagles are a way better dome team than an outdoor team. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Right? Like love they're it. a fast team. They're I love not this. like big. Like I, they're I, I think they are a better dome team than an outdoor team. I love it. I also, and this is like a real, real one, like late in the pod thing. I think they're better in the dome too, because when it's super sunny, for some reason I feel like they're not as good of a team. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with it. I don't I know like why it. I feel that way, but I, when when it was really sunny and outdoors against the Niners, in my head, I got a little nervous. Okay, I like this. This is the extra stuff that we get with you that we don't get anywhere. Yeah, else. I appreciate. It. Plus, you, I guarantee you, no other NFL analyst no. all, at any pod for any team in is bringing his, up the sun. In the history, in this. the history of podcasts, I would guess, Elliot. And yes. I will say too. Let's be fair, weather guru. I mean, Elliot knows weather. That's a, that's a good point. I mean, if it's we're going to take him, you know, at face value on any of these types of things, I think this is the the arena to do it. All right. Um, I think we know where our pick is going. I'm going to save my final thought to uh, mention our old guy. Um, but any other final thoughts before we make a prediction? No. All right. The floor is yours, sir. Sorry. Eagles, Cow- no, it's good. Eagles, Cowboys, I-, I just checked on the Parks app. They are a four-point dog. In this game, where's your head at? Look, as I said, I think this is like a make or break moment for the season. If they can go into Dallas and beat the Cowboys, like things will be looking amazing for this team. But I just don't think they're going to. Like, I I don't. Like, I'm not there 
with 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 believing in this team right now. And I believed in them all off season, right? But like, I don't know. I think this is such a it's just a very tough spot. I don't I don't think a loss means that they're definitely out of it. Like, I could see them still being in it late, and like they get all the home games late and all those things. But I think this could be the start of a stretch of potentially ugly football from from this team. And so when I look at it, like, well, I would definitely take the Cowboys minus four or whatever it is, three and a half, three, like minus four. And I would, I would honestly bet the Cowboys up to like five and a half, but I I think this could be like, like 30. No, I don't think like 27, 21, 27, 17 type of thing. I think the Eagles defense is due for a clunker. Okay. Um, I already said I thought Dallas was going to win. But you know what? I think it's a close game. Who would have thunk this was going to Who would have thought it would only take three games into the season? I'm taking the points, plus four. Wow. And I think they could win the game, but I think they keep it close. I think it's, it feels like a three-pointer to me. Um, so who would have thunk and it? It only took three weeks for me to pick the Eagles to to cover, and you're picking Dallas. Who, who could have? I mean, also, let's be real. This is my... One of the last two uh, Go Birds podcasts I will record in my 30s. Literally the entirety of this podcast, I have been in my 30s. So I've never been in my 20s. And I obviously have not been in my 40s yet. So, um, you know, uh, there is a zero. And a great point made real quick, real quick, real quick. Because I'm great point made on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. I apologize, but you were so right. He said, hey, if you're going to say earmuffs, like give us a couple seconds. Right, you know, because I say earmuffs, and then I'm like, ah. Yeah, you um, do do that. It's a great point. I'm an idiot. I hand up. My bad. So, um, earmuffs. One, two. I'm gonna give you a five. All right. One, two, three, four, five. There's no fucking way I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to win or to cover or whatever. I already picked them to win to cover. On my last pod in my 30s. You know what? Screw it. I'm picking the Eagles to win. I've changed. Yeah, I I've changed say, it. You know what? You I've know changed what? it. I'm not. I'm not going out like this. Eagles win 27-24. Suck it. Dallas sucks. Eagles win. Earmuffs. One, two, three, four, five. Fuck Dallas. Thank you very much. I'm happy it ended this way. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me and, too. Go Bears. It, it makes me happy that I was honest about how I feel that I don't think they're going to win the game because. I'm happy that then you picked them. <laughs> They're winning. Screw it. They're, and this is my my first Eagles game as a 40-year-old. Every Eagles game I've ever watched in my life, I've been under 40. Monday night will be my first one as a 40-year-old. They won't do me dirty, Elliot. They got my back. And I guess, look, now you're, now you're slowly convincing me like i don't know the, cow- <laughs> the cowboys aren't good as front runners yeah let's go well, let's make it happen dallas sucks too so that's something you got to take into account all right yeah that, yeah it's true you hadn't brought that up yet so <laughs> all right uh final thoughts eh? well are we talking about our boy yeah so that's my final thought uh my final thought is and again We'll see if he plays this week. I love how, like, I've, it's so funny. Like, I want him to play more now as a Colt than I did as an Eagle. Uh, can't wait. Like, get out there, force it, Carson, make it happen. It looks like, you know, no noticeable limp they're saying it, or very slight limp. Like, there's a chance. I still would be surprised if he can get out there. But, man, push Carson, make it happen, play every snap you can. Here's my real Carson thought, though, Elliot. I can't, I can't put into words how happy I am. 
when I see these tweets of Colts fans or Colts writers or whatever, that I don't have to be the one to blame the offensive line instead of blaming Carson Wentz. I'm so happy that I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to shill for this guy anymore. It is so funny seeing all these Colts fans, all these writers being like, well, the offensive line is terrible. It's like, no, he doesn't hold on to the ball forever. You can't go everywhere you go and the offensive line be bad. You're the problem. It is It is so refreshing to see those tweets, giggle, and move on, Elliot. Yeah, I mean, it's literally what I dealt with for years when I was saying he wasn't that good. And everyone's like, well, there's injuries along the line. And, like, the receivers <laughs> aren't that good, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nah, man, like, he's just not a good quarterback. So... We shall see. I do think he's going to play, and I think they're going to get absolutely smoked. I was writing the park slides down, and I think the Titans are only like four-point favorites or something like that. I'll look at it right now. Oh, so we already know one of our parlay games, huh? Although they burned us last week. They did. Yeah, I think they're five five and a half. That was my fault, though. I pushed you towards Seattle. You were kind of like, are we sure about Tennessee? And I pushed you, so I'll take the blame for that one. I won't. No, no, I mean the Colts burned us because we had the Rams. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah, and the Titans did, too, because we had the Seahawks, so. Yeah, and the, and the Colts, like, backdoor kind of covered at the end. They, they were getting did. dominated. That game I know. Came back. I know. I know. It was devastating, Elliot. Don't, um, don't think I, do I haven't have thought about it, like, 20 times. Anyway, what'd you say? I do have an update. We took Kingsley to the vet. Ooh. He's got he's to lose, like, four pounds. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not good. Not, not good. great. Not not terrible, but not, not, not great. Yeah, that's not great, but it's okay. You can get there. Take him for walks, Elliot. I'm still taking my 13-year-old and my 10-year-old on on super long walks. It's good. It's good. He just doesn't like to be outside. Like, I take him outside, and he wants to go back in. Oh, my God. My dogs would move outside if they could. Like, if I let them live outside, they would do it in a heartbeat. He just likes to be comfortable. He likes to lay in comfortable (laughs) places. So do my dogs. My dogs love pillows and lay on comfy stuff for sure. But uh, they also love laying outside and walking outside and all that stuff. So, you know. Well, bad news for Kingsley. We're basically away like every week in October. So he's going to be all types of places that are not his house. So maybe that'll help him lose some weight. Fingers crossed, right, buddy? Fingers crossed. Yes. All right. Um, yes. Tomorrow, Parks Picks Pod, Saturday. If you've ever wanted to call the show before and you've just, it hasn't been the right time, it hasn't been whatever, call me on my birthday. Give me a give me a 40th birthday call. Give Absolutely. us a call on the show. We would love to hear from the podlers. It always makes our day when we hear it. And, uh, and check us out, Saturday 1 and 3, the birthday show. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, again, parks picks pod tomorrow. The user winning Elliot. I'm there. I'm there. Dallas I'm sucks. happy you're there at the end of this. There's the only way the pod could have it ended had to. to be honest. It had to, it oh. ended with, it started with you saying Dallas sucks. It has to end with you picking the Eagles. That's damn right. The Eagles are winning. Go birds. Check us out tomorrow. Check us out Saturday for Elliot. I'm James. Dallas sucks.